All right, everybody. Happy Red Friday. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chief, episode five for week five. This is brought to you by our friends over at eCoffee, Casey Local Coffee Company, representing for the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. You can check them out at www.eeroastcoffee.com. That's eeroastcoffee.com. Two E's. IG at EE Rose Coffee, or you can check out their subscriptions on their website where you're getting the beans from all over the world, and they're going to be roasted right here in KC and sent to you all of the delicious cups of coffee that you could ask for coming from our friends at E Coffee. Trey, my man, the Chiefs, it's time for another one. Let's get it, Dan. I'm juiced up, man. Um, obviously, this is if there's any, you know, if the Chiefs are projected to be the worst team in the league, this is the game we're looking for throughout the year, right? Raider week. Yeah, but it's Raider week. Raider. Kobe in the first queue. Leave it to my homie on the turf, yo. We got Andy reading plays like he's Einstein. We keep dominating, so they put us on a prime time. Now it's Super Bowl season. Everybody in the city already gone and believes it like. Chiefs kingdom, bring it home. We gon' do it for the city, for the city we love. Yeah. For every time that you break us down, we gon' build the family up. You can't take us down. For every time that you break us, we gon' do Let's jump straight into the agenda here, Dan. Uh, we're gonna jump into a week four recap specifically for the Chiefs. Uh, we're gonna jump around the AFC, kind of look at the big picture. Injury report for the Chiefs. Week five preview and storylines. And then obviously our keys to victory, um, how the Chiefs um, could put them put get put themselves in the best place to win. Hell yeah! Let's uh, recap Week Four. Tampa, what a crazy what a crazy game, crazy environment to be in. Uh, myself, a couple other guys that Trey and I go to the games with, we put ourselves on the front lines out at Raymond James Stadium. Chiefs dominated that game, 41-31. And um, I got to say, getting revenge over the Buccaneers after what played out in that Super Bowl was, it was nice. Absolutely. And I guess I didn't realize that that was the first time we played them. I was thinking we played them last season. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, being a Chiefs fan there at the game, you know, I'm sure you caught a lot of shit for being a Chiefs fan there, obviously, right? So uh, I'm glad we were able to go in there, get a dub. Pat Mahomes is able to tie up the record against Tom Brady, you know, even though it probably doesn't mean anything at this point because he's lost the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl to the guy. So either way, um, yeah, it was a much-needed win because we have, we have a tough stretch coming up, and we got to win games against tough opponents. It is what it is. Absolutely, and – the Bucks are definitely that, you know, they're a tough customer. Um, but it was nice, you know, something special that happened during that game. Kelsey did pass Rob Gronkowski for fifth all time in receiving yards. Um, it was a shame that the Buccaneers did not announce that for us on the PA at the game. That would have been nice to hear. Yeah, I didn't expect that. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even really know he was close. So that's pretty kick ass. And I was looking at, you know, the four in front of him, he's got a long ways to go, which is hard to believe. 
Um, Tony G has got like, I want to say six or 7,000 yards on him. I was like, <laughs> oh. but you know, look at, look at the past six, seven years, you know, he's put up a thousand yards each year. So it's doable. He's got some more time, you know, to, to get there. I don't know that he ends up number one all time, but uh, he could, I think he could definitely squeeze his way into top three territory. I mean, who are the yeah. other guys ahead of him? Probably Antonio Gates, maybe Kellen Winslow Sr. Shannon Sharp was and one. Shannon of, Sharp. I don't think, uh, I don't think, in, I don't, I don't remember Antonio Gates being on there, bro, but that, it would shock me if he wasn't. I think Gates, last I remember, was the touchdown leader for sure until Gronk passed him up. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just being a part of that greatness, being in that room um, is huge for, for Travis Kelsey and, I think it it helps kind of solidify his spot on a uh, on a tight end Rushmore, you know Mount Rushmore. He 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 talked about it with his brother in his podcast this week, and he put himself, Tony G, Kellen Winslow Senior, and Gronk on his Mount Rushmore. So here's your top five. I got it for you right here, Dan. Uh, you got Tony G with just over fifteen thousand yards. Jason Witten. Can't forget about that, man. There's um, your guy. Uh, he had just over 13,000. Antonio Gates with just under 12. Shannon Sharps only got 600 and some change on Travis Kelsey. So we could see him jump to the four spot this year. Wow. That's pretty great. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, wishing him good health. There's a really good chance that he gets there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So finally, you know, we got a kicker that can kick the damn football. Uh, made all of his extra points and his two field goals. If we had that, even an ounce of that in the Colts game, I think our team's 4-0 right now. Yeah, and I, I agree. Um, shitty part is, is that we we had one the whole time playing safety. I, I don't know what made the decision to not want Justin Reed to kick field goals, but they made that decision, and – uh we, we had to live with it. So, yeah, it sounds – I mean, I know we'll jump into injuries a little bit later, but as far as Booker, it sounds like he's on the on the right path, still not practicing. But uh, I really expected him back already, to be honest with you. I did too. I didn't know – I guess they didn't really stress how serious that injury was. You know, they right. didn't put him on IR or anything. So you kind of figured, right. okay, he's, he'll, he'll probably be back soon. Yep. Has not been the case, obviously. Um, looking at, I mean, looking at number 12 play football this past Sunday, he looked like he maybe had some life squeezed back into him towards the second half of that game. But otherwise, he just looks like a man that just hasn't been enjoying his time on the field. Um, and I think a lot of that is due to some of those off-the-field rumors going on with his pending split, right? Um, but regardless of that, our defense was dominant. You know what I mean? They didn't really give him an opportunity to feel like to put his emotions into it. It was just like, we were there to play and we were there to win. Um, yeah. the defense only allowed three rushing yards tied for the yeah. lowest in our franchise's history. I think that's pretty spectacular when you look at number seven, running the ball for that team, Leonard Fournette, um, you know, sure. he's a bruiser and we don't even oh, have yeah. Willie Gay. Yeah, so this is a – yeah, I mean, just double-tapping on that. Uh, Shannon Sharp mentioned the other day, and I'm not sure how true this is, but 
out of the six offenses that have rushed for the least amount of yards in a game, Tom Brady's been the quarterback for four of those. So um, kind of a trend moving there, right? So, uh, you know, if you can, I guess, stop the run against Tom and eliminate that, then maybe that's your opportunity for a dub there against the GOAT. Damn, that's kind of wild. That's a, uh, I don't think that's a trend you really want to be a part of nope. if you're a, uh, if you're a quarterback. <laughs> but wrapping that up, Dan, let's jump into the AFC kind of, kind of talk big picture here. Let's start with our division. So chiefs obviously sit um, atop the division right now with a disappointing chargers team sitting at two and two, a, you know, surprising record for the Broncos as poorly <clears throat> sorry as poorly as they've played they're still two and two and then obviously uh, a pretty awful Raiders team sitting at one and three um, this division was projected to be the best in the league not just the AFC so I think overall as a division you know they got work to do um, but I'm not mad about it you know I'm not trying to be the best division in the NFL I'm trying to win the division I'm trying to win right. it See, I'm trying to win Super Bowls, so I, you know, I don't give a shit how bad they are. I'm just looking to beat the shit out of them every week. No, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, our division definitely not all as hyped up as it was, you know, going to be. In particular, you know, the Broncos getting Russell Wilson. I'm watching this Thursday night shit show, and it's been just awful, um, awful game to watch. But you know, looking at it as a fan of of the Kansas city chiefs, you got to be pretty stoked about that for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, it kind of, uh, not that you were afraid of any of these teams anyway, because we've won the division the last six years. And it's not yeah. like there hasn't been quality teams, a part right. of the division. Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, keep just to keep the train moving here. With the rest of the AFC, sitting with the Dolphins at three and one, you just took a loss this last weekend. Bills are also at three and one, so two tough teams there. Um, good thing they're in the same division, so they beat up on each other a little bit. Ravens and Jags, probably the two best two and two teams, in my opinion. You know, uh, Jags lost a close one this weekend against the Eagles, and then you got the you know Colts um, sitting at one two and one, who are playing right now. You know, as we speak. And then Bengals and Titans sitting at two and two, which I can see the Titans kind of put something together here after getting a dub um, over the a division opponent this last weekend. And uh, I was actually looking at the Chiefs schedule today and I was like, damn, we got Tennessee first week in November. Like that, that could be dangerous, you know, if they start to pull some shit together and, and start to snowball some things. Uh, I think that's something to look forward to because so we could see a Tennessee team sitting at, um, you know, five and three or six and, or, I mean, uh, uh, five and two or six and two, whatever the, however many games are left. I'm not, I think it's four. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so six and two or five and three, a Tennessee team. And then we're kind of in the same situation we have been the last two years, as far as Tennessee being uh, a very, uh, very potential for being a one, two or three seed. No, I mean, the the Titans always seem to give us trouble. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I don't know if it's just their makeup or Mike Brabel has got the the secret to 
to stifling our offense or, you know, shutting down our defense or whatever. But, you know, the, the Titans look different this year, but they are stringing things together. They're looking more like the Titans of old. And um, as far as our, our schedule goes coming up these next few weeks, I mean, all of these teams appear on it. You've got the Raiders, you've got the Bills, you've got the Bengals, the Titans, the Jaguars, and then you also get games against the car or the Chargers again. So, I mean, yep. all of these guys are going to be – I mean, they're not going away. You know what I mean? Yep. I think we've I, I, we've talked about it maybe a couple times throughout this year. You know, I think tough competition throughout the year builds a tough team in January and February. So, I, I'm all right with it. And I think that's helped the Chiefs over the last five years is that they always stack our schedule. We play the Bills every fucking year. We play Tom Brady every fucking year. You know, we we almost play Aaron Rodgers every year. You know what I mean? Like, we've played them the last two or three years outside of this Right. Show. And if not them, then it's like the Ravens. You know what I mean? They right. we just yep. constantly get those guys. Um, you know, that's the AFC picture in a, in a nutshell right now. I think if you were to look at it, the Dolphins still might be the number one seed, followed by us. Um but, you know, that uh, that could very easily change as we, you know, move through the season. Just got to keep that momentum up as we hit the hardest stretch coming up. <clears throat> I think a lot of that, you know, is going to depend on how well we can keep this next segment short, which right now it's uh, we're looking at injuries. Right now it's Trent McDuffie, who's still on the IR technically, but he has returned to practice. He's not practicing, but he is around the team and should be. Um, available at the very earliest against the Buffalo Bills in week six. That's a good return. Mm-hmm. You'll love that. You'll love to see that. He's hitting that four-game minimum, and he's back. He looked to be in good spirits from the little clip that I saw. Good, good. And then Harrison Bucker, who's been progressing through his ankle injury, still not practicing, um, probably going to go forward with Wright again this week. But with what I saw against Tampa, I'd be totally fine with that. Yep, agreed. Just get us by, man. Just get us by. Absolutely. So before we move into this week five preview and, and get the show wrapped up, we do want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at CS Designs. Corey Sanders, man, he really does something special for us here at the Fastest 40 and for our show, Let's Cheap as well, putting together the digital content uh, that we put out on our social medias. Check him out on his website, www.coreysandersdesigns.com. You can see some of the other great work that he's been able to put together. You can also visit him on Instagram at CS Designs Official to get a sneak peek before you visit that website. And remember, it's not just graphic design. It's web design, videography, photography, and so much more that he's bringing to the table for your brand, for your company, uh, anything you're trying to do. He's going to be able to help you get it done. So, again, www.coreysandersdesigns.com. Trey, week five, Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. We got the Raiders. Let's get some. It's going to be uh, it's going to be something special getting to um, watch this team in prime time take on <laughs> a longtime hated rival. Oh, yeah. uh, week, week four for the Raiders was kind to them. They got their first win over the Broncos. Yep. Not surprising. Um, a very poor Broncos football team. But, 
you know, the way I, I look for the Chiefs to continue to roll off of last season here with the with the Raiders. Um, yeah, I don't know the numbers you know, off the top of my head. Some's telling me 89 points we scored last year against the Raiders, uh, you know, to 17 or some shit like that. So, yeah, we had 48 and 41 in one of in the two games. So 89 is correct. I'm not sure what the total points they scored was but it was significantly sure. less than 80. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe less than 20. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So I, 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 I look for us to continue um, that trend, you know, even though our offense has changed, uh, you know, I, 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 and I want to see a roll off of last week too, you know, 160 yards on the ground. That would be sexy. I'm all mm-hmm. over that. Um, you know, Pat, Pat can can kind of stay out of the limelight a little bit, even though he was doing all this magician shit last week. Right. Um, but he a, a mediocre 280 yards or something. Um, you know, obviously the three touchdowns um, is not mediocre, but um, it's not so much pressure to try to identify that that pass game, like we mentioned uh, two weeks ago, that the Chiefs are trying to identify that pass game. Right. So. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a I, – I don't see this as a trap game. I don't see this as anything else other than another divisional game that we need to come out and we need to whoop some ass. Absolutely. I mean, whooping ass has definitely got to be number one on the priority list. Um, if you're looking at some uh, – <clears throat> you know, what the Raiders are looking to do, they're trying to make a statement with this game. They finally got a win over the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, that whole thing. They've lost a couple close ones, especially when you look at the Tennessee Titans and the Cardinals game. Uh, they're going to want to come in here and, and uh, punch us in the mouth early and see if we can respond, which, you know, I feel really good about our chances, especially with the game being an arrowhead and something pretty special. We got Sam Webb returning. We talked about it earlier this week on, on one of the episodes, uh, you know, got a, fantastic interview with with Drake Pollard who worked with him in the offseason as well it's going to be pretty exciting to see him suit up and and come out in the field in person you know what I mean yeah I hope he you know I hope he gets an opportunity um, because he's kind of guy that's going to capitalize on that you know not just uh, because um, he's back home but obviously because he's the kind of guy that jumps on goes through any any door, any opportunity that he gets a chance to. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I hope he, you know, I, I, I obviously don't want the Raiders to win, but I hope Sam gets a chance to um, take advantage of some plays here and there and showcase his talent. No, that, that'd be spectacular just to get that. I mean, he's already done what a lot of people cannot say they can do, right? Uh, play, okay. make an NFL roster. He's been with the team through. Um, five weeks at this point so I mean it's pretty it's pretty awesome to see how far he's come are the Chiefs and the Raiders the you know hottest rivalry in the NFL I mean the way that I'm looking at it they're the Chiefs biggest rival for sure I don't think it comes close with any other team Um, but when you stack them up against the other rivalries I mean this one's got a ton of history yeah I think you got to put it up there with uh, uh, Baltimore Pittsburgh in my opinion, it's got to be top three for me. Um, and, and the other one that's kind of died off is Chicago and Green Bay. Yeah. So there's a lot of history there as well. 
And then you got, a, you know, a different kind of rivalry. You got player rivalries, right? So you had the, the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, which was legendary to watch as we were kids. Right. So, um, yeah, I think we definitely have some of the most history. Me personally, I, I, I'm going with Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I think that's the, the deepest, richest rivalry in the NFL. <laughs> but, uh, we're right behind them at a solid two, I think. I think success for the team plays a big factor into the, the rivalry itself. I mean, you look at Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Since Baltimore became a franchise in 95, both teams have won two Super Bowls over that time frame and have really duked it out. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and they produced a number of Hall of Famers over that time, just over that short time frame as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's been pretty cool to see. But there always some crazy when the when the Raiders and the Chiefs play. Uh, so I'm I'm ready to get this game in. What do we have to do to win? I think it starts on the defensive side of the ball again. You know, I, I you can never discredit Derek Carr. Um, you know, as much as you want to say you can't win football games. He's still a stud. The dude slings the rock. Um, so I think it starts with the defense. I think it starts um, with turnovers, getting that Raider offense flustered early. You know, obviously we saw that last week. It came from the special teams. Um, but we were able to turn the ball over quick, get a turnover quick, and then punch that in and, and capitalize and, and make um, the other team chase us. So I think that's, that's key for us right now is to – jump up early, utilize defense, special teams to do that. And, I mean, that's what I'm going with. No, I love that. I think, um, you know, <clears throat> setting the tone on special teams in that last game was ultimately the reason why I think the Buccaneers probably had to change their game plan and it, and it didn't pan out for them as well. And that's what happened to us in Indy, right? We had to yeah. change our game plan. So that's a that's a fantastic point. Um, I think it also, you know, I'm putting more onus on the defense, but <clears throat> keeping that strong rush defense going, limiting Josh Jacobs, I think that's going to be a huge piece while also limiting Devontae Adams. Um, how well can you do that against one of the top, you know, three to five receivers in the league? Um, that's going to be tough. But if yep. we're able to do that and get our passing game going too, like you said earlier, Mahomes only had 280 some odd yards but those three touchdowns really saved him, right? Yeah. He can stack up some yards on a secondary that I think, you know, maybe isn't one of the better secondaries in the league. Um, if we're able to stack up some yards yards against those guys um, and really show what we can do, uh, there's a really good chance we we come out of this game, uh, the victors for sure. As far yeah. as things to prevent, I don't want a close game yeah. with these guys. I don't yeah. think the Raiders have anything to lose. They're going to gamble. They're going to go for it on fourth downs in those critical moments. They're going to run the clock. Um, it was kind of like, I'm sorry. Go for two. You know, take yeah, rest. exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It's given me a lot of, uh, it's reminded me a lot of that Bengals game from last year. I feel like they came in as a team that just kind of had nothing to lose and they yep. got close and uh, ended up being a bad deal for us. So that's the last thing that I want to come from this yep. game for sure. Agreed. I, I think, you know, what to prevent for the Chiefs to not, you know, drop this game is I think it starts up, up front on the offensive line. Obviously, they have a big task this week with uh, uh, Crosby and Jones uh, coming off the edges. Hell of a duo. You know, it's hard to say that they might be the second best duo in the AFC West because they 
could very well be the second best duo in the AFC. Yeah. Um, so I think it starts up front for the O line. They gotta they gotta come out strong. They gotta set the tone. And I think that starts with the run game. I want to see a heavy run. I want to put the pressure on that front seven to make a stop. Um, so I, I think, once again, I'm, I'm, those big five up front, man, starts with those guys. Hell yeah, winning in the trenches. Yep. Um, that's that's definitely what I want to see from the team. Um, you know, regardless, it's going to be an exciting game. We're going to see another chapter in this rivalry get written out. Um, in this, and hopefully the Chiefs come out of this one um, four and one as we head to Buffalo or as we host Buffalo um, yep. in week six. But, um, you know, I think that's all we've got for, for the people on this, this week's episode of Let's Chief. Let's get after it. It's Raider week. Make sure you're wearing your red um, all weekend long. And uh, let's anyone that's going to Arrowhead, let's pack that pack that place up. Yeah, let's get loud, man. Make sure uh, set the tone for the fans. We set the tone Fridays, right? We don't set the tone Sunday mornings. We don't set the tone on Saturdays. We set the tone at work on Friday morning. Wear your gear. Get out of work early on Friday. Throw the burgers on the grill. Crack the beers open. Get the boys around. Let's get rowdy. Come on. Yes, sir. All right, Trey, man. I will. Uh, I'll see you in Arizona, buddy. Peace out, brother. Go Chiefs.